Are you ready to learn? Because my super experienced guests are ready to share some really valuable information. Make sure and listen all the way to the end to get help and support. So let's start with the best audio experience. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our show. Today we discuss about ACO. I'm so excited to discuss this topic with Dimitris Drakatos. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Great to be here. Hello, everyone. Nice yeah, to you know, the show. I yeah, I check out your profile on LinkedIn, your website. You have yeah, a huge experience about SEO. You uh, spoke Thanks. on yeah, Brighton SEO. Can you tell more about your experience, background, and why you decided to take this topic uh, in SEO field? Sure, sure. Uh, so I'm Dimitris. I'm working at uh, the Peanut App, uh, which is a... Uh, an app for connecting women throughout all their life stages from trying to conceive, being pregnant, um, having a child or more than one child, and uh, menopause. I uh, have been working for Evolut, uh, workable before Evolut, and then previously like for several companies trying to scale their digital presence. Um, I'm working as an SEO guy for more than six to seven years and more than eight years in general and the whole spectrum of um, digital marketing field um to be honest like when i started working as just an editor and i knew the website it was the, the first introduction for me um to the seo world and you know uh seeing my articles you know using that time techniques uh being on the top page of google was like exciting so i wanted to dive more deep into this and you know since there's no university for seo i had to you know read resources um uh, view video and spend a lot of time you know with uh, some side gigs like you now have a recipes website on my own just you know trying to understand how google works on my spare time while you know working for several companies and here I am, like around 10 years after, um, talking with you and uh, participating in, in, in several like uh, conferences. And to be honest, I, I, I really like sharing um, tips and any knowledge I have to, to people. I do think that, you know, our, uh, our field, the SEO field is like very competitive and there are people who don't want you know, to share their strategies or their techniques. Um, and it's, it's it's frustrating because like people want to learn more and want to, to, to join this field. Uh, and with COVID, I think this field has grown a lot. The demand is huge. People and companies do want to learn more about SEO, do want to invest in SEO compared to uh, previous years. So it's like a great time for anyone to join the, the industry. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, SEO is growing. Uh, we can check out uh, the average data online. Yeah, uh, more and more uh, companies uh, want to get SEO traffic because, uh, uh, yeah, today it's over 50% of all traffic online. Yeah, it's a lot. And uh, um, I want to start, um, you know, with your headline uh, that you used uh, in Brighton SEO, Publishing Velocity and SEO. Can you tell more about that? For example, uh, from my experience, it takes time yeah, to get SEO traffic, to get results. And many uh, uh, coaches, I don't know, guides proclaim that you need to pay attention uh, to creating high quality content. Uh, can you tell why 
uh, you used this headline publishing velocity and SEO yeah, just and combine them yeah yeah sure so when I joined peanut from Revolut um, we had like uh, a big bet a big uh, challenge um, there was nothing being done in SEO before I joined and uh, uh, the, the search competitors that we had, which are like mostly in the US, have been investing in SEO for several years. So I had to come up with a strategy where we could, you know, close this big gap in a shorter time of period. Um, and what I, I wanted to, you know, try and implement was like, um, my, my assumption was like, you know, if we, let's say, cover five keywords, um, I, what I was doing was like, you know, I, I was taking the main keywords that I wanted to, to rank for, um, taking the top result and then be back on SEMRAS or Ahrefs. I was getting the, the, the total organic traffic that this keyword is getting, the, this result is getting, uh, because it won't rank just for the main keyword that we want, you know, to chase, but for several keywords. So this was like the traffic potential. It's actually a metric that Ahrefs have added recently on their on their tool by default, but you know, back then when I started doing this, I had to do it manually uh, for its uh, URL. So um, let's say we have five keywords and their traffic potential is like 200 uh, monthly searches. My assumption was like, uh, assuming that we have 20% of success rate, which is like being on the top three spots, um, we get 10% of the 200. Uh, if we increase the traffic potential, we, although probably the success rate would be lower, like let's say 15 or like 10%, it's still a much bigger number. So I, first I want to increase a lot of the traffic potential um, so we could get more visibility sooner. And also um, I'm a big fan of the, of building topic clusters. So the more um, content we create, um uh, the sooner we will let's say end finish a topic cluster and move to, to another one instead of just um uh, publishing and trying to cover random keywords you know here and there like i, I see a lot of people do do this and uh this won't help you with topical authority so for me it was a matter of like um trying to catch up with the competitors and at the same time establish um our brand as you know the go-to hub for for all things around you know motherhood pregnancy um fertility and uh, menopause and all this stuff mm -hmm. um yeah. so this this like um what what we did uh the numbers look great like in, in 12 months we 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 moved from uh, almost zero like those 1k per month organic visits non-branded organic visit to 2.3 and we keep growing of course you know uh, the more traffic we bring, you know, the more appetite uh, we, we have from the upper management. So they're like, we want to, can we grow more? And we also, you know, um, want to uh, not just bring traffic, but convert as many users as we can. So we are now spending a lot of time on conversion rate optimization. Um, and it's good because like, even if I think when you have the big numbers, even if you move the needle, um, uh, not that much, like, you know, you go from 1.5% commercial rate to 1.7 or 2%. Although, you know, in plain metrics, like just 0.7, it's still a big number, you know, if you multiply it by 2.3 or like 3 million organic visits on a monthly base. So it's still, you know, a very good number in, in, in total.
Yeah, interesting. Uh, we have the first question from Usama Ali. <laughs> I think it's yeah. a broad question, you know, but yeah, just share your opinion. Cool, cool. So I think, um, well, I, I will use like the motto of the, the recent Brighton SEO. It depends, right? It depends, yeah. like it depends on how competitive um, your niche is, like if it's something that, you know, uh, super competitive, yeah, it requires more time than, you know, something that it's more easy to run. Um, but overall, what I did find out is um, even if you're um, work from, from, from the beginning, you know, uh, building backlinks, once you have um, solid content, a solid content strategy, once your content is um qualitative and you're focusing on you know, you know uh not just publishing one or two articles but fully covering you know uh your niece uh showing both users and google that you know um you're building topical authority i think the rankings will come you just need to be um consistent and persistent like you don't i mean i i've seen and once you have built this topical authority I've seen that, you know, rankings are much more uh, easier to come compared to, you know, when you start. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think, um, yeah, yeah, it depends because sometimes you can spend years trying to overcome some big websites. But, you know, if you compete with Amazon, I don't know, Pinterest, many other Exactly, sites, exactly. Yeah, it's hard. I think, and this is like, and this is, sorry, just to compliment, I think this is um, very important to set realistic targets and KPIs from, from the beginning. Like uh, when, when I always join a company or like I do some freelance work, I do set KPIs, especially if the company is not that mature in terms of um, SEO. I set quarterly KPIs and I always start with, you know, something that is more, um, you know, top of the fun, like how like health score around the technical SEO uh, content that is going to be delivered and mm -hmm. not rankings or organic visits or even sales from you know from the first two months because you know uh if you don't set uh, the proper foundations then you know the, there, there is no success on the long run even if you yeah. have like some short-term successes yeah by the way um you know it's possible to compete with amazon or many other websites wikipedia you know if you see in the top 10 results irrelevant content for example, Google sometimes has no choices what to rank. And uh, yeah, uh, if you uh, type keywords, you can see Amazon with irrelevant results that uh, uh, can't satisfy user intent. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. a big chance to overcome them, to create relevant content. So uh, I don't remember how it's called, the strategy. It's like 10 times uh, better content but, uh, or results. But yeah, uh, it's yeah, possible. Yeah, yeah I, agree. I agree. I agree with you. Okay, uh, you mentioned about topic clusters. Can you tell more? For example, if I use uh, any tools, Google Keyword Planner, mm -hmm. Xemra, mm -hmm. it doesn't matter, uh, any of these tools, I, I get a list of keywords, uh, mm -hmm. a huge list of keywords. How to cluster them? How to uh, choose which uh, topics um, or uh, which keywords we can put to one group and, and why? How you check out this? Yeah, yeah, good question. So, um... Some people use like um, automated tools like cluster AI and all this stuff. I tend to do it uh, more manually because I think that, you know, uh, it's very important at the beginning to, you know, 
uh, spend time in uh, research and um, have the full picture of each keyword individually. So I try to um, see the, the SERP uh, for each keyword and better understand like how I would approach it. Like if it's a list, if it's, you know, um, um, a top 10 staff or like if it's more of uh, um, uh, 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 what's the difference in VS and all this stuff. This is like something like, you know, if you check the top results, what they're doing, you know, both users in Google like them. Uh, I'm not saying just copy them, but you know, you get a feeling on, you know, what's uh, trending, like what people in uh, Google wants to see. So what I do is like, I focus on keywords that, uh, again, it depends on the on the project, but I, I try to focus first on the keywords that um, are on the topic. So we're like, you know, we're talking about like, let's say uh, brain care or like, I don't know, let's say an example of um, insomnia. And then they're like, you know, this is a short tail, very short tail keyword. I try to have um, long tail versions of it. Um, so going from broad to more specific. And I always pay attention on uh, to two metrics like um, monthly searches and keyword difficulty, right? So monthly searches, unless this is, you know, um, a very high intent keyword for you, I don't see a reason for, for people trying to um, rank for keywords that have like uh, 10 or 20 monthly searches. Like even if you are the top result, assuming you have a, 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 an average CTR of 35 or even 40, this results to three or four clicks on a monthly basis. So this won't make a difference unless, you know, it's a keyword that says like, you know, um, I want to buy a, a Philips 45 inches TV and you are selling Philips 45 inch TV. So yeah, probably, you know, this would result in conversion. Um, and then I try to um, remove the keywords that have like huge keyword difficulty, which are like 80 or, 70 and above i think you know unless you you are like harvard or like all this stuff i mean starting from scratch you need to also be more flexible and efficient on, on your planning and then i try to cover the whole like i try to create let's say a mini content hub inside my total resources hub of uh let's say for for our example insomnia so you know um uh, insomnia is like the broad parent keyword and then I have the class keywords around it and I use like uh, some like you know how to treat insomnia types of insomnia and this type of stuff like you know I'm thinking most times I'm getting the um, the numbers from the tools but I also try to think of you know as a searcher and say like if I wanted to learn anything and everything around this topic uh what questions, aka keywords, um, I would like, you know, to click on them. Mm -hmm. So I try to, you know, uh, think not just uh, like, you know, a crawler, but mostly as a user. Mm -hmm. Yeah, got it. Well, but, um, no, for example, okay, uh, we, uh, let's imagine I'm a webmaster, mm -hmm. wanna jump in the SEO field, you know, and um, uh, in the first stage, I used uh, keyword search, group them, and uh, in the second stage, I need to create this content. But you know, mm -hmm. I have only two hands. 
uh, all my resources to hands, you know. Uh, okay, I have some equipment, uh, laptop, you know, some uh, software. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, how to choose priorities with that? You know, uh, even it's not only about uh, masters like me. Uh, we have many big websites um, that um, pay uh, a lot more attention to develop and innovate their products. They have no time to create this content yeah. and uh, they have no uh, copywriters on their teams. Uh, but um, if we need to choose priorities, uh, how to do it, how to choose the right way, because it takes uh, a long time to run content, but without priorities, we can go to the wrong way, you know, just waste this time. Yeah. yeah. Tell more about yeah. that. So I think I think it's like um, you, you need to first think of, about like, whether like we need to check whether you know we have prior data or, or no so if it's a company that has data i mean the easier way well is like to see um or like they also run paid campaigns um to see, uh, google paid campaigns so it's campaigns uh, to see you know which keywords are converting best and try to you know um focus and give prioritization to keywords around this topic so you know that you know you're not just creating content that may convert but you are um, increasing your chances of getting more conversions because you are creating relevant content um, to the uh, best performing content if you don't have uh, data though I think it's kind of um, um, a strategy to mix you know try to mix like any low-hanging fruit so keywords that have you know um, lower you know are no brainer for you to, to to rank like you know they're in your niche they have they show you know that they're in your personas and they combine like um low keyword difficulty so anything about if we're using ahrefs anything that is below 25 to 20 and decent monthly sets so anything above like 200 to 300 monthly sets depending on your niche maybe you know your niche like have you know in total um much fewer monthly sets so even 100 could make a difference um and i also find out that you know a lot of companies are missing uh some branded keywords opportunities like for example for peanut we had um some keywords like peanut app reviews or like uh, some faqs uh that you know we we, we saw that we, we didn't rank um we to be honest like we we we, we identified these keywords uh on a bad way because like there was a medium article uh from a woman who was saying like why peanut app is a waste of time and you should you know uninstall it so it was something that you know nobody reviews um and then we simply created a landing page targeting you know specific very brand keywords with um not many monthly searches but you know in total um there was you know it was a decent traffic coming from these from this you know uh three or four landing page we created and also you know it's like branded it's super high intent so i think these two ways um is for it's a recommendation for me you know for companies that you know uh don't have the budget or no um if you know if if i would say some extra hints there are some tools like you know, um, I'm 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 not a, a big fan, but I'm, uh, but I'm not you know also a no no, um, like um, um, Jasper like Jarvis AI, which you know they're like um, AI assistants. So um, you could throw some keywords, you can create, uh, you can get some content. Of course, 
uh, always needs to be, you know, uh, polished and, you know, reviewed by a human eye, but, you know, it could save you a lot of time um, and money, you know, if you have, um, if you don't have, you know, the resources you want. Yeah, I think, you know, um, <clears throat> even if you have resources, you can use AI tools, <laughs> for example. Yeah, yeah, I, mean, I know. Um, <laughs> yeah. You no, know, yeah, the last time I started to use the mom because uh, yeah, it helps to save time, a lot of time, you know, even uh, uh to structure content or create some pieces of content. Yeah, yeah, it's better to check out manually. Sometimes it's nonsense, but you know, yeah, but uh, often we can get really high quality content and yeah, it's better to uh combine with experience to provide some new insights because these tools just rewrite existing content i don't know how they can find them but uh it's more about rewriting uh, nothing special but um uh, I, i'm not sure that you can create a hundred percent of uniqueness of course uh, you need to use some description or something like this yeah it saves time so it doesn't matter <laughs> yeah yeah exactly exactly uh, i mean i'm also a big fan of like you know um trial and error of course you definitely need to um make sure that you know um you don't you know you, you're not doing the wrong things but uh i mean i i, I strongly believe that the only one who doesn't make errors is like the ones that, that that don't work so uh if you work and if you're passing on you are doing you definitely want to do some testing and you know making some errors is always part of the job you're you know you just need to you know identify them fast and you know exclude them from your uh next strategy mm -hmm. yeah i got it okay uh let's talk about um learning user intent for example okay we know uh, our clusters uh we uh, can choose priorities and the next step uh to structure content to learn user intent uh can you tell how you do it uh for example i usually check out the top 10 results uh, i can't rely on tools you know yeah they can tell uh, it's uh informative and you know, transactional but you know i can rely to them it's better to check out manually to understand what type of content we have and you know i often see when uh, aco's give tasks to uh specialists to create this content uh, without understanding the topic you know <laughs> sometimes uh, from my experience it's better to give more freedom you know uh, don't limit uh, copywriters if they know the topic but you only check out keywords uh, i'm not sure it's a good idea to limit their possibilities because if you tell them just write what others uh, create you know <laughs> i'm not sure you will provide something new can you tell more from your experience how to create this task and uh, how to learn user data yeah yeah so for me like uh, i totally agree with you i always try to have um to have an overview of its keyword like uh normally you know people say like okay here like the thank you we want to write for this um a week or for this month um you know just create the keyword try to have like two three times here and there and here's like the, the best parts is once it's ready uh send over to me what i do is like you know, I handle it skewed separately. So I go to AHS, for example, it's like my go-to tool for this stuff. I check the SERP results. I analyze them, just like you said. I try to understand, like, you know, um, even, you know, even, even if, you know, this uh, keyword is good for us, like, 
if it's a keyword that you know um, returns um, nine out of ten results that are like product pages or like YouTube videos, you know, even if you are like the only non-YouTube video, you'll be probably nine to ten. So pretty low CTR. No point, you know, to spend money and resources on this keyword. Um, so I always try to do this first. Once you know, I have the fully understanding of the of the keyword and you know the SERP. I always create an SEO brief for its keyword. So in this brief, I, I I add a part from just you know the target keyword, the main keyword. Add some uh, things that I uh, I believe that you know any content writer should um, have before writing the keyword, and this includes some extra keyword keywords, um, semantically related keywords, um, related keywords, and all this stuff. Uh, people also ask questions. I, I think, you know, um, there's this trend um, that is growing, like uh, research is um, showed that we're kind of moving from feature snippets to more people also ask questions stuff. So I try to have um, both of them um, in, in, in my brief, like um, uh, things and tips that always trigger these this, um, features on the SERPs. Uh, I always try to add the top ranking keywords that we want, the top ranking uh, um, pages that we want to outrun, just for them, you know, to understand like what others are doing, like what things are mentioning, uh, plus some best practices. And what I have found is like once you have given all these um, details from an SEO side, which I think it's also helpful for understanding the content, it will save you a lot of time with back and forth. So I'm giving the freedom, you know, to just analyze and approach the content, um, use anything they want, as long as there are like some stuff there, but I'm not trying to have them like, okay, these are like five keywords, just try to include them, but I'm trying to help them um, understand like how I want the text to be structured, um, how others are doing. In this way, um, content writers have the freedom but at the same time, you know, they 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 understand what you want from them. Um, so at the end of the day, you have like a, a draft that is pretty close to what you want to sign off and go, uh, and goes live. So this is like my approach. This takes time at the beginning, but you know, um, at the end of the day, the more time you have spent proactively, then the more time you have gained um once you know the content is almost live mm -hmm. yeah got it valuable okay we have the question uh about uh content words count matter uh, i think john miller replied many times to this question but you know uh, yeah have your I, I opinion think, yeah i think you know um I, I i i get you know i get also this question from from company owners and all this stuff that founders that say like okay how many articles should we, we uh, write uh, how many words and all this stuff i try to to answer you know with let's say a, a pretty simple uh, approach like as long as you fully cover the topic there is no need for you, you know, to write more uh, if this topic you know if this query this keyword is being answered and you know fully covered uh, with 400 words then it's fine if it requires like three or four thousand you should write it like i mean i i'm not a big fan of people saying like oh yeah definitely let's aim for at least two thousand words but at the end of the day they're just repeating and you know uh, adding you know um irrelevant stuff 
just to try to have uh, a long for con content. I'm I'm think I'm trying to think as a user. You know, if if I search, for example, uh, how to treat insomnia, and you know, I read the article that I'm going to to publish, and you know, I'm I'm fully covered. Like here are these, like here are the methods, um, here's the help and all this stuff, and there's no need for me, you know, to bounce and go to the next result because I haven't found the answer on on mine. You know, yeah. I, I, I'm not I'm I'm not trying to just have like a strict rule of, oh, 800, 1,000 and all this stuff. Normally, mm -hmm. you know, some research showed that, you know, the more is the better, but the more um, is better only if you actually add the value and you're not just repeating or adding really irrelevant stuff for, you know, making long form content. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, Google proclaims many times that uh, they have no such algorithms to count words, but uh, according to many well-known studies, uh, the top 10 results uh, have uh, from 2,000 to 3,000 uh, uh, words, but it doesn't mean that you need to write such amount <laughs> to get this average data. It depends as usual, you know, and um, uh, yeah. you need to understand <laughs> that people are lazy to read uh, long articles. So exactly. This was, this was what I'm going to say. Yeah. yeah. It was like <laughs> that, you know, with 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 the core web vitals as well and all this stuff you know um if you don't offer you know good user and page experience then you're you know you're gonna have a problem so you know even if you don't have um you know two or three thousand words and you have like 800 words but at the same time you offer like a recap on an infographic or in a video then your content is pretty pretty valuable mm -hmm. and maybe it's more valuable than you know an article that has endless paragraphs what were no headings or like you know three thousand words with three headings and you know paragraphs that have like i don't know um one three four hundred words like you know i'm tired of reading i'm not going to read it so at the end of the day uh it won't be helpful for for me right yeah exactly yeah you, you need to learn your uh, audience uh your users if they want to get a paragraph, why you need to uh, write, uh, I don't know, tutorials, step-by-step -step guide, if they want to get just one paragraph? Of course, it's better to use many pictures, infographics, video, or something like this. Yeah, and um, but uh, in most cases, uh, long articles, uh, they provide, uh, they reply yeah. to more questions. Simple, yeah. If you can uh, reply to many questions. But, you know, if you don't know what to write, so <laughs> uh, copywriters just write some nonsense, you know, they want to just to use some something that people don't need it. No. Yeah. So <laughs> exactly. 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 At the end of yeah. the day, you know, you just need to answer um, the, the user's intent and question. So if you don't, probably there will be like, I don't know, 50 more pages waiting for 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 answering the same question. And if they do it right, then you're you're fucked up. Yeah. Pretty simple. Yeah. Okay, uh, uh, let's talk about uh, hiring copywriters. You know, uh, it's a big issue. Uh, for example, uh, my clients often ask me, uh, "Your agency can write uh, text for pages or not?" You know, um, I usually reply to them, "It's hard, you know, to find all copywriters uh, for all niches uh, in one agency. It's better to." hire them or to do it yourself we, we provide 
uh, another job we edit text you know just uh, to analyze grammatical stuff uh, simple to read and something like this can you find from your uh, can you share how to find good copywriters who will uh, create high quality content to analyze and test them because even on upwork um, i posted many times uh, demands uh, requests that we need copywriters about this niche and I don't know, like a hundred uh, replies, even with good ratings, they just write, I don't know, some nonsense, just <laughs> rewrite content without understanding how to find good copywriters. Well, I think, yeah, it's kind of a million dollar question. Like I, I try to not have, um, you know, I try, you know, if actually, you know, I'm, I'm kind of lucky because I, I, I'm kind of working with um, a content agency for the past almost three years. So, uh, in most cases, you know, um, when I get these requests, uh, if they have time, I always, you know, recommend them. Um, you know, if you have someone who uh, really, you know, knows your approach and you also know that they're delivering great results, then it's a no-brainer for, for you, you know, to, to recommend them. But overall, I think, you know, um, you should just ask uh, one or two examples of... Um, of their work uh if you're talking about specifically aco content writing so you know it's not just someone who wants you to write you know a press release or like product updates and all this stuff which is good something about brand but you know if we're talking about in our field and specifically create uh, acquisition content aco content i think you should just uh pretty simple ask them politely but you know straightforward like can you share two examples of your work that Mm -hmm. are ranking high so you just you know if 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 you see you know that you know they have like an example of of articles that are uh ranking pretty high then this uh, you know sorry for interruption you know it's interesting they have good examples <laughs> yeah <laughs> they often share some awesome portfolio you know but uh, i don't know where they can take this portfolio but yeah, uh, yeah the reality i is mean this is this is you know this is my first approach and then once you know i see that you know okay they have i try to have like a quick chat about like um uh, their approach like what i do is like i always try to have uh, uh two three articles as a uh, you know a test period test project and you know if i see that there are some red flags i'm just saying uh, thanks but no if i see that there's some potential it's a yes and this is why you know i mentioned spending time on creating these issue briefs and all this stuff because this also um, um helps me understand whether you know the writer wants to you know work for for me because in some case people are like they they don't want some autonomy they want full autonomy and you know this doesn't work uh for in, in some cases um, and if you want, you know, to write for 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 SEO and you know, um, you know, rank on a very competitive um, uh, niche, you just need to, you know, have some autonomy. But at the end of the day, you know, it's you who's gonna report about you know lost rankings or like rankings that you have gained. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, uh, let's take link building. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, today we have numerous uh, techniques 
Um, I'm talking about white hat SEO because yeah, uh, probably we have many black hat. <laughs> yeah, <means> as well. <laughs> yeah. So it, it depends. Uh, by the way, many people can get high results with black hat SEO. That's okay, you know. I think uh, you can choose yourself. Uh, but uh, from your opinion, uh, how to choose the right strategy? Because, uh, for example, uh, we have guest posting, skyscraper technique, broken link building, many, many others, PR link building. Uh, and yeah, it's hard to choose uh, uh, the good one uh, from your experience, how to do it. Well, I think that first of all, you know, um, as I said at the beginning, uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of um, having the backlinks, the off-page strategy, as a next step, I'm not. I'm. I'm not uh, recommending starting from off-page uh, because you know. I think the the better links you get are the ones that are more natural and not. You know, they're not paid. They're not uh, acquired by PR and all this stuff. So the more natural is a link, the better. So once you have the content that justifies a backlink, then you need to start of uh, creating a strategy. Um, I have seen that you know um, the the more content you the more unique and good content you publish the more backlinks you get naturally because people are you know trying to write about the same topic they see your article there so it's kind of you know uh, a, a natural process they search about like uh, independent insomnia for example they find peanut and they get some part of the text or like some some numbers and they mention peanut um i always try to have uh you know good content that will get me links try to have um rich media inside that would also become great you know this virality will also um increase the chances of of being used on several articles but i i i also try to think of like i usually start with um the the pretty easy and straightforward so people tend to say like okay let's pay to get backlinks but there are like some things as you said like um lost mentions or like broken mentions like broken backlinks uh, things that you know at some point maybe feel like very basic or like not that big but at the end of the day for example for us like they worked and it will definitely bring you high quality uh, backlinks mm -hmm. this is what you want like and then of course like their paid stuff i'm not also i'm not a big fan of um uh, doing you know uh black hat or gray hat i don't mm -hmm. like them because you know uh, i don't want to feel that stressed every time i see on twitter that you know oh we're releasing a new google algorithm that's gonna be you know fully rolled out in the next two weeks. You know, if I see a new algorithm update being announced, I don't want to feel that stressed because I have done something that, you know, maybe probably is not 100% legit. Yeah, yeah, got it. I think, um, yeah, uh, I just want to add, uh, if you want to create content that uh, earns links, you need to create linkable content. You know, <laughs> that means, uh, you know, uh, you need to give a strong reason to link to your content. Uh, yeah, if it provides additional value, extra value, why not? Yeah, <laughs> uh, other websites will link to them. Okay, we have the question about um, how to win rich snippet uh, through content writing. How to, yeah. So I think, I think um, the, I mean, he means like probably feature snippets, right? 
Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Cool. So what I do like there are some 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 techniques that you know are kind of, of coming from out of research is I, what I do is like I always try to have uh, Q and A's FAQs something like that. I'm pulling you know um, all question keywords and try to answer them in one or two sentences. So keeping it really slow, like short and to the point. Um, uh, I try, if it's possible, to have uh, numbered or bulleted lists on my um, uh, content. And overall, what I do is like I try to have a very clear structure, uh, non, not um, long paragraphs. I like always, I, I try to keep them between 100 to 120 uh, words, like this, like three, four sentences at most. Uh, and yeah, I think I, th I think these, these these things, these two three things, also like some people use, try to use specific uh, words like best, top, uh, all this stuff that also try to trigger. But I think you know as long as you keep having short um, paragraphs answering specific questions that you pull out of your uh, of the of, of your SEO tool, um, you would be fine yeah yeah okay thanks a lot for your time it's a big pleasure to learn from you yeah good session uh we will convert this uh, live stream to uh, uh apple google and uh, spotify format for podcast uh Perfect. yeah thanks a lot yeah great uh questions guys uh, great answers thanks uh, yeah <laughs> and uh, welcome anytime and it's a big pleasure if you share uh some more stuff to our uh seo course yeah that yeah i would be more than grateful just ping me with email with details and i'll be more more than grateful to pass any notes to the to the audience it was a really pleasure meeting gently even you know uh on camera mm -hmm. hopefully we could meet at some point in person uh thanks everyone join okay see you guys <laughs> thanks for listening to this entire podcast Please rank your experience in Apple, Spotify, Google, or any other platforms that you may use. Also, please share your ranking mark on chat at seotools.tv to get a special gift. We'll see you soon on other valuable audio podcasts.